Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Black Queen's Republic. Today I have a good friend of mine, uh, Muluba, and I'll let you tell her, tell you guys more about herself. Hey everyone, it's Muluba here. Um, I'm a communication specialist and HIV activist. Um, I think I'm pretty funny. Um, yeah, Jane and I have been friends for a few years now, and I'm really excited to be on Black Queen's Republic. I'm a big fan. Are you? That's so good. Yes, I'm yes, so glad. absolutely. I'm a big fan, and I'm learning as I go, because I'm going to be coming out with the podcast um, in the coming weeks, and yes. you guys can check out my website called maluba.ca. Can you spell that for people? M-U-L-U-B-A dot C-A, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at I-T-S-M-U-L-U-B-A. Yes. Okay. So tell me more about, I'm really interested in your HIV activism because you are in your, still in your 20s. So how did HIV activism start? Yeah, I'm going to be 27 this month. How Mm -hmm. about all my Geminis? I am... Uh, I was born with HIV, mm. uh, diagnosed when I was two years old. Both my parents had HIV. Um, they unfortunately passed away when I was 14 and 19. And it was just this big secret and something that, especially being in a Zambian African household, um, that had a lot of stigma attached to it. And so naturally, because I had this fear about just telling one person after the other, mm-hmm. I kind of just told the whole world and you know realized about all these missing crooks and crannies in the world um and you know these social determinants that we have and especially being a black woman and then a black woman living with hiv my activism just took off and because i'm big on communications and very good at speaking and writing it just kind of combined the two Mm. of them that i felt and um maybe because around the time that I disclosed, I was also in my first semester of journalism school. Mm -hmm. So it just felt like they both went hand in hand. And um, I just decided to give myself my best chance and then kind of became a a voice for others. Ah, So I guess you've talked a little bit about how you ended up getting into communications. Is that something you knew that you wanted to do? Or did it come with, with, with wanting to be an HIV activist? You know what, it growing up, I really loved the idea of news anchoring, Oprah, like just talking. I love talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I didn't know how to vibe that into. And so then as I grew up and was in high school, you just think like, okay, I'll be a doctor, like my family wants, or I'll be a social worker. You don't, mm. you don't know how to directly. And so because when my mom passed away when I was 19, I actually didn't go straight to college. I went in a deep depression. And mm. by the time I came back out of the depression, I was like, okay, what do I want my life to look like? how am I going to give myself my best chance and looked into some different um, general programs and schools Mm -hmm. um, and then saw journalism and I was like oh my god like I'm gonna have my own talk show Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah and studying journalism and fell in love with all the aspects of it um, including I do still want my talk show but there's like you know radioing editing Mm -hmm. uh, writing I love writing um, mm. and, and blogging and all that so yeah it just kind of came naturally and I'm still figuring it out over 30 and three years so I'm sure there'll be something next that I find mm-hmm. and you are working for I 
wear many, many hats. Um, I work for the Ontario HIV Treatment Network. Mm -hmm. I'm their social media specialist. Um, I am the ambassador for the Canadian Foundation for AIDS Research. Mm. I'm a research community advisor for the CIHR Canadian HIV trials. Um, and then I do some volunteer work that uh, that I don't get paid. And then um, I do some freelancing. So I've written for MTV, Huffington Post, um, Flair Magazine. But ultimately, although I did mention all those organizations and companies on Black Queens Republic, I'm just representing Moluba. So I want to be clear that I'm <laughs> <laughs> not the opinions of any of my employers this is just um, me <laughs> yes. yes guys this is strictly Muluba's opinion that's amazing it's good to see a black woman you know doing doing what she loves and just sort of being out there being a bad bitch if I may I'm trying yes you know? I'm trying so we wish it's you not, the best as you would know it's sure. not always easy no. sometimes there's a lot of imposter syndrome where Ooh. like should I be doing this am yeah. I am I right or I read into what people say and then there's also that um to say no or to ask for more right um or to you, you don't want to come across as like the angry black woman or just mm-hmm. you know put off to the side so yeah. it's definitely something that I'm learning as I grow um how to be a leader but how to not also put boundaries because i feel like black women were like the last ones at the picket line like Mm -hmm. we'll be protesting all day and night and and we'll be working and then be the mom and then be the wife and Mm -hmm. so it's I, i have to learn how to do um all my boundaries and also give myself my best chance and still uh i was in the hospital a little over a year ago and i remember i saw a quote that said you know of course, be there for others, but don't leave yourself behind. Absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, that's really important because sometimes um, black women, especially other people as well, but especially black women, I do think you're serving all your community and family and room mm-hmm. um, that you forget about yourself. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely hear that. And I love seeing black women just sort of go after what they what they want to go after, going after their mm-hmm. passions especially in black families where we're taught that we're supposed to go after the white collar jobs. Yes. So, you know, exactly. shout out to you. Thank you. Shout um, out to you. <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying. Um, okay, so today we're talking about consent. This is a big <clears throat> It's a big topic, you know, because it's not one definition it's like a lot of different definitions i think consent means all like different things to people Mm -hmm. um what does consent mean to you like when you hear that term what comes to mind consent for me i think means always checking in with someone asking for not only permit asking for permission and asking if someone is comfortable with something, um, always checking in and not taking advantage of situations, I think. Mm-hmm. And consent has to be on an equal ground. You mm-hmm. can't, you know, an adult can't ask a child, do you want to have sex? And the child says, yes, that's just not, that's not equal consent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, they don't have the right. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it means. Um, thinking about the conversation around consent do you think that as a society we've made progress or are we sort of lagging behind 
we this is a very like loaded question because in some areas I do feel like we've made um tremendous progress Mm -hmm. but in some areas uh things are still it's not even lagging behind but I think we still have a lot more conversations to have Mm -hmm. um I think that when you're talking about going out with a guy or being in a certain situation and they're asking for permission all that. I do think we're talking about those stuff or if your employer is sexually harassing you. But I feel like there's some situations like if there's a married couple, there's still people that wonder how can a husband rape a wife? Mm. And there's still people, yes, and there's still things about like, well, what if you go home with the guy? Right. And then then you change your mind. Like there's still that understanding of you can remove consent anytime just because I say yes once mm-hmm. 20 minutes later I can say I changed my mind you know so, what I mean? so you think that the conversation has gotten but we're still stuck on the part where taking back consent yes taking back consent um long form consent making sure that person is still comfortable and I think honestly it's like how do I describe this? There's still that taboo. Um, Mm. I think, you know, I'm African and I think there's still that like taboo of what is consent and how does Mm -hmm. that work? And maybe we're not all on the same learning level of it. Yeah. I think for me, I don't know if I'm being negative. I think that we haven't really made a lot of progress because I, I in a lot of ways when when you think of consent a lot of the times women come to mind women tend to be the frontliners even though consent applies to both men and women I Absolutely. find that because um, society or the media mainstream media has made consent a female conversation mm-hmm. I think that it gets less attention it gets very little attention or it should get more attention than it needs than it needs but because right. it becomes a a female thing a female movement right it's it's at least portrayed that way then we it's not really taken seriously in my opinion um and then you you think of the i was reading a statistic um of how you know black women are disproportionately affected yes, by sure. by rape or this idea of being believed or how many women how many black women as opposed to white women go to police stations and report mm-hmm. i think it was something crazy like out of 15 women only one black woman out of 15 black women only one actually does report sexual assault and yeah. you can, and yet, and yet, one in four Black women will be will experience sexual assault before they are yeah. eighteen years old. Yeah, and, and that's really unfortunate <laughs> because, and hopefully, as a Black community, we are are moving forward, or at least our generation will raise our our children differently. But when you hear those stories about mm-hmm. in the South or Africa and even Canada about maybe a little girl saying mom this is what your boyfriend did or what mm-hmm. my uncle did to me and maybe the mom saying no you're 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 mistaken or then why'd you why'd you make him do that like there's mm-hmm. something you must have done for him to do that and if that's really it's so unfortunate it makes me so angry yeah um but it's like 
that's where I think there's that voice of, I never gave my consent, but now if I extend this, what is that? Mm. When, when I, if I say something, will I be believed mm-hmm. or protected? And that becomes a separate issue. Let's talk mm-hmm. about th- uh, what you, you talked about, the idea of taking back consent. Yeah. Um, where do you think that, that the idea that you can't, like, how should, how should men approach it in that sense? So if a woman, say she says, okay, I want to, you know, he says, okay, do you want to come back to my place and have sex, for example? And she goes, or even, let's not even say he asks. Let's say she says, oh my gosh, I want to go home with you. I want to have sex. He says, okay. They get there. They're making out. She's like, actually, no, no, I don't want to do this anymore. What would you say to that guy? And like, how can you tell that man to respect her taking back her consent at that point? Okay. So I think, well, first, let's go back because I have to say, in my experience, I've never had a guy or I've said to a guy or anything like that, like, oh, let, let, let's, you say, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's go have sex. But I, like, I don't know, because like, that's, just, that's what say, I would say. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, let's like, if I wanted to have sex, clear. I would just be like, hello, hi. <laughs> I would like to go back to yours and have sex. I realize not everybody is like it might be a little bit of a disorder, but yeah, let's let's just, let's just, let's say you're like very, I'm very feeling a little hot and, and heavy. Straight up and honest with you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's so assume that that's... you say I'm hot and heavy. Yes, uh, yeah. Or just or give the eyes like something's about to go down. Take me back to your place. There's like okay. eyes that you can get the look. But okay, we're going to have I another was... conversation about that. But please go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. So I feel like in that situation, um, depending on how you do know the person, I feel like you just have to be understanding of it. Be like, okay, you're not into this anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you know, that's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not going to force you and I'm not, I don't think the whole pressuring of, come on, babe, come on. Like, are you sure you'll like it? That just seems very creepy to me. Mm -hmm. I think, okay, you're not into this anymore. And it can either be a situation where, okay, just, do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to just chill? Mm -hmm. Or, all right, then you need to, I think we should end this night. And that's okay, Mm because if you were just in this for a hookup and you don't want to hang out with the person, say, okay, I'm going to go home or I'm going to call you an Uber. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you just, you guys never talk again. Or you can hang out afterwards. I don't think it should be rocket science of this needs to get done or what the hell or has to, you know, there's stories about guys like cursing girls out. Why the hell did you bring me here? Mm -hmm. It's like, relax. Oh, I've had... (laughs) I've had okay so I had an incident like a few years ago uh this guy was like he wants to go to the movies right yeah and I was like cool movies what I could do movies yeah so I text him the address of the movies the where we were going and he so this this was like I sent them to him at 10 a.m right and then I was like we can go to the movies around four so I'm waiting for him, waiting for him, and then at 5 p.m. he's like, oh, actually, um, I ended up getting caught up. Why don't I just come over to yours? Oh. And we can watch a movie there. And, you know, him, we had, we had known each other for two years. 
mm-hmm. he wasn't like a random man I met on the street. We I knew right. him. We had the same mutual friends. Anyways, he comes over and he brings a bag of you know posho like uh ugali like cornmeal. Yes. And yes. he brings fish like he, he brings food, right? Yes. I'm like, oh, where did you come with food? He's like, oh, you know, I I came so we can cook and eat. And I was like, okay. So I was like, so I was like let me let me relax. But it it was weird. Yeah. Anyways, he goes in the kitchen. He makes this meal that looked, you know, something like I wouldn't eat. Oh. So I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> no, no, I don't want any. And I remember I was living in a bachelor and he sat like on the other side on the couch. And then I sat on the bed and then he's like, so you're not going to eat my food. He started getting angry kind of thing. And I oh. knew at that point I couldn't call my mom. My mom would be like, what is a man yeah. doing in your house? Jane, hey, what is a man doing at your house? Are you stupid? You should. So I, at that point, I was like, okay, I can't call my mom. He starts being, he starts saying things like, you know, um, sex is good for you. Just like having those, oh can gosh. I sleep over? Can we do this? I'm like, first of all, you were supposed to come at four. At this point, it's like 9 p.m. and he's still in my house. Oh my God. So anyways, I ended up having to like force him, literally force him out of my apartment but like that could have turned any in any any which way yeah for sure yeah having that conversation with friends years later was like why did you let him come to your house i didn't know that he wanted to come yeah. to my house to have sex exactly what do you was, what's your take it's just like you said like there's so many different levels to it if someone comes over especially because you guys said you're going to go to the movies and then okay we'll watch a movie at my place watching a movie at my place i literally did not not want to have sex with you does not extend to getting naked and having sex it's not like that doesn't extend to the same way and again if people if there's some sort of wonder in that maybe we do need to be yeah maybe we do need to be like jane and be very straight up like this is what the plan is because i was having a conversation with friends about that and Mm -hmm. it was listen what if something happens where we just do oral sex but i don't want to have full-blown sex oh yeah you can't force somebody into that or like you can't like just if they give you oral sex you can't force them into full-blown sex if they have um if they have sex what stops you from then turning the woman over and enforcing her to have anal sex? So that doesn't mean that like consent comes in so many different stages that yeah. you can't you can't just, say oh, they gave me a free for all, a free pass to do anything. Exactly. And this is the other thing that so I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and, and because of that incident, because that incident could have turned into something else he was a big guy tall and like my landlord actually ended up having to come and kick him out but if you know i wonder about how many girls like run into these incidents and then you also so then from that day i was like i need to start being clear and concise so now when men text me and they're like do you want to come over i'm literally come over to do exactly what 
like and i yeah, want it to be in true. writing because yeah. then i can show the police and be like you see when i went to his house this right. was the plan and this is what he did to me yeah and it's like having to the fact that you know it's come to that point of women having to literally consider the fact that you could be a rapist right is it's crazy to me like why do i gotta think of all the possible things that could go wrong before i even Mm -hmm. give you my number all the different things and it's just like it's also like people are allowed to change their minds. Like even if I come over to your house to your house to have sex with you, I can come over and your breath smell, or you say <laughs> something, or you say something that then turns me off. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so then I can change my mind and be like, okay, no, no more sex. That's not like you would be like consent and like sexual activity is not you saying oh, but you already said yes twenty minutes ago. So exactly. And where that. do you where do you no, think that not. comes from? Like where do you think that comes from? Where a woman is not allowed to change her mind. She's not allowed to go to a man's house because that automatically she should know. She's not allowed to go outside because why did you go out at 3 a.m.? Mm-hmm. I know it's it's obviously rooted in patriarchy, but I mean... Definitely patriarchy. My favorite thing is, um, and let me try to think of the whole sentence, but it's when... What, people tell to a woman, why are you wearing such a short skirt if you didn't expect to be touched out there? And so it's like, oh, a guy went to uh, an ATM. He got robbed. Um, his watch got taken off. His money got taken out of everything. But why did he go to an ATM with his debit mm-hmm. card? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, what, what, so do we put ourselves in those situations? Mm-hmm. Or what does that look like? And it's more that you have to look at the other end of it. Why are your friends such douchebags? Exactly. Um, so, yes, it's like patri- patriarchy of course it's entitlement um guys are maybe used to things being a certain way right. um and some and when women as well because sometimes women the way we talk to each other will be like like you said like some friends say why'd you let him come to your house right um but why are we always turning it around and questioning that out of women and, and, and what the right thing is to do i just don't understand why can't i go why can't you come over to my place or I go over to your place? Why does that mean I want to have sex Anything. with you? Exactly. Like it's become like such a, a natural thing for people to be like, oh, you're going over at his. Like maybe I just yeah. want to go over and cook with him. Like why yeah. does it have to mean this sexual thing? Um, I want to ask you about women particularly and you know the fact that we have been socialized to behave a certain way or to to sort of expect certain things of of masculinity and men um there's a story i heard uh on the trevor noah podcast so he your boo (laughs) my favorite (laughs) yep So he was so he he said on the podcast that he was at a bar and they had fun whatever they had a good time and she went over to his place and they're making out whatever having a good time and she's like oh I, I don't know if I should do this I don't know if I should do this and then he stops right uh-huh. and then she sits back down beside him and then 
30 seconds later she jumps back on his on him and he like yeah. puts his hands in the air and then she starts kissing him and then she's like oh, oh but i don't know but i don't know but i don't know and then trevor is like okay you got to go <laughs> okay yeah. you yes. you if you're not sure i don't think we should do anything i'm going to call you an right. uber so he calls her an uber um and then she goes home and she texts him and she's like well maybe next time i'll be with a real man type of thing oh wow and then yep. he he obviously wanted to text her like you <laughs> but like you know he didn't right at least yeah. that's what he said so i want to get your like i have my own you know but like what what does that cuz this was the episode where they were talking about the me too movement and the founder toronto was saying she is also sort of a victim of the socialization and how women have been socialized to believe mm-hmm. about sex that a yeah. man is supposed to take control but if we're having a conversation about consent we can't have it both ways yeah but please exactly yeah, no it's just like you said i think it's we have that thing that a man is supposed to be dominant or i want to be dominated against and mm-hmm. is supposed to take control and is supposed to make it feel that way i think in that situation there's that question that woman sounds like insecure to me because mm. she she felt like it was like wrong for her to do and then because he was understanding of it she was questioning that and was like okay well I'll be with a real real man but that's because you've been treated by all these other men like your decision doesn't matter you know what I right. mean uh, so that shows a lot of past trauma mm-hmm. i think as women we have been nurtured and grown up in a way that is the man takes care of this and mm-hmm. controls that and mm-hmm. when the decision is there and you can't take back your decision and so it is and you know Jane personally knows cuz it pisses her off I'm very indecisive oh. <laughs> <laughs> like if you just ask me if I want uh, the blue or the pink pen I will be oh well there's so come up with all these analyzations <laughs> yes okay what is that supposed to mean right But this can be tough, like, when we're talking about consent, because, yes, you can take back consent. Yes, you can decide in between that you have removed your consent. But, you know, if you're you're going back and forth, then aren't you making it difficult? And, guys, I'm talking about a male because we are straight women. So please apply it where it applies. I don't want you guys to come and slide in my DM and say, ah, Jane, so you mean men this and... I get get a lot of... um, I actually got into this huge fight with this guy who kept saying that I'm I'm, I'm always hating on men. But I talk about the black woman's perspective because I'm a black woman. You know, just to put that out there. So apply this where it relates... If you're a man, apply this to a woman. If you're a gay woman, apply this to a fellow woman like that. Don't come and disturb me, please. Don't come with that mess. Don't come with that mess because you will get cussed out. Just saying. Please listen to understand. Um, right. But what I was saying is it becomes confusing to yes. the other party. You know, to a guy, if you keep being like, okay, you take it back, then you give it, then you take it back, 
aren't we make aren't we then making it yeah and that's where i and that's where i agree with trevor because it's like okay if we're if we just stay at this house and chill and stuff you're just gonna keep on going back and forth make out with me i don't know so that's why it's you know what you should just go because now it's because at a certain point he tells her like okay that's fine yeah. And then they sit and then she just out of nowhere. So again wants it. And uh, and then he gets him and he's like, also, Okay, no. And that just speaks for the woman's libido as well. You know, women mm-hmm. get confused and get sexual, but then the mind is saying a different thing. Like maybe um, yes. So I, you yeah, you so go through those moments was, where you're like, Am I being a slut right now? Like yes. those confusing or am I gonna this in the morning. Mm-hmm. But he's so hot. He's right there. He is right um, here. The penis is looking at me at yeah, this very the moment. The penis is right there. <laughs> He's I can right there. Have a good night. But then what again, tomorrow, on? am I going to be proud of myself? Exactly. You're right. So, so many questions about it. Um, and again, it's like in my mind, is this a hundred percent what I want? Mm-hmm. And so that's where it does make sense for the woman or man who, who, whoever is going back and forth on the consent to be like you know what i think we just need to end the night if you're not sure out. just don't do it just don't do it but it's also just like if i feel like i'm gonna just still stay with you and chill and then i'm still gonna be tempted to do it can we just end the night because i'm being a mess right now i agree and with trust you me, as me being the most indecisive person ever mm-hmm. i there's a few times where i'm like you know what we just need to do a redo. Can you pick me up tomorrow at 6 p.m.? And I'll, 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 I'll start acting right. Because I don't know. Everything in my mind is just in demon time. I agree with you. I think I think for a man, because definitely as a man, you're in a position of power. Yeah. Um, naturally, because you're a man, right? Right. Now, um, like, I feel like because she's indecisive you have to end it because like it's like the safest thing to do saying that you're just going to sit there and chill i think it's it's like me sitting next to if i'm on a diet right yeah and i say i'm going to buy a big mac and i'm going to put it beside my bed and i'm going to try not to eat it that's literally what you're doing when you to i think to just to just save yourself the the, the headache, if somebody's yeah. being like, oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, ha, oh, I don't know, oh, I don't know, yeah, just be like, you know what? Why don't you revisit this tomorrow right. or something? Yeah. You know, or or not, you know. But please get out of my house <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah, um, it's true, and that's why I said it doesn't have to be. Sometimes consent is not going to be, oh, okay, sweetie, you don't have to, da 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 It might just be like, okay, then this night's over, I'm turned off, all that, like, whatever it is. You just don't want to do something in the long run where you really are putting trauma onto someone mm-hmm. and affecting your future. And like you said, I mean, guys, it's, there's still those guys that are like, oh, you know, it's, it's dangerous out there for men and all that. But yeah, this is the little things that you have to do in order to protect your reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make sure that you're safe in a way. And if a girl does feel like she's very indecisive in that spot. Leave it. Um, Leave it alone, yeah, guys. Tr- tr- trust oh yourself. God. There will be several other penis in the world. Yes. If this one it doesn't come back, just mm-hmm. trust yourself and your gut in that. Because there's always that little thing that's saying no. And right. uh, that will tell you the direction of it. I want to talk about African culture and consent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we don't obviously when when I say African culture, I'm talking about the diverse. Uh, when you look at Africa as a whole, we do have a way that we perceive women, the way that yes. they're supposed to behave. That's just the truth. Right. Um, whatever culture it is. And I don't know every culture, but I can guarantee you that there is an impression that we have of women and how they're supposed to act. Um, There's this idea that a woman is supposed to follow a man. So even this thing of being like, like it's it's almost like it's shameful to know what you want sexually to be like like if you were to go out into a bar and be like so i want to go home with that guy that mm, i don't know about that one there's a weird impression that we have of women knowing what they want and and i think that we're always questioning like even when you have a hint you're like oh today i wish i could just go and have sex with five guys consecutively <laughs> and and stuff like that but it's like there's still that shame that you feel because we have been socialized to think that our job is to open our legs in terms of sex, open your legs and enjoy whatever it is that is coming to us. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe you want to enjoy multiple people. Yeah. I Um, mean, and that's where growing up and having African family and all that, it's almost like, open your legs and let the man enjoy himself. Like, I've never right. heard the woman saying, like, have that pleasure. It's the it's, it's almost an abomination for a woman to pl- pleasure herself, yeah. to know yeah, what she wants. to have that pleasure. It's, um, your vagina is for the man's penis and for your baby to come out of. Exactly. It's not, it's not anything about you having pleasure. It's not anything about um, that. And it's so interesting because then you'll have situations like if a woman does get pregnant before marriage or you find out she does have sex, she will be shamed, shamed about it and embarrassed about it. But men can have multiple baby mamas. They can have all these kids. And that's what it's so interesting. Cause then I'm like, okay, if you're shaming her for having sex or having a baby, Mm -hmm. why are you not shaming the man who had sex with her? Like it's so, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is, really really interesting that in africa or that african culture that we have been rooted in that again that comes from patriarchy Mm -hmm. sexism um religious rights Um, religion has a lot to do with it for sure yeah it, it has a lot to do with it but it's also just this um question of how are we even teaching our young african girls and daughters mm-hmm. about sex and about consent mm-hmm. because sometimes they may also just think oh it's your job to oh, provide and sex we for we, the man. we put the job on not even just african women but i think somehow the onus is always on women to protect themselves against yeah sexual assault the 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 onus is always on you to make sure that you're protected and it's like we don't ever and i'm gonna come to this question do you think that men have evolved when it comes to talking about consent for me what i've found is it's become this thing of men being like oh you better be careful you might get me too you know you mm. make sure when yeah. you take her to dinner mm, don't know that might be wrong you might get me too 
so it's become sort of like I don't want to call it like a joke but it's making a mockery out of women saying respect my consent do you right. think that men have evolved where this conversation is is I think some men but in your opinion in general yeah. do you think they have evolved having these types of conversations I would agree with you it's it's some men have ev- I think that they've evolved having those conversations with their girlfriends, with their wives, maybe with certain friends that happen to be females. I mm-hmm. think when guys are just talking between them, if there has to be that one guy that is willing to open the door to that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they all don't want to have that conversation and they will, like you said, make it a joke. Like, oh, you don't want to get me too and all that. Right. But really, we can just have that natural conversation about it. And that's what's really disappointing is mm-hmm. when you have you know, a guy that's saying sexist things towards you and you yourself have to stick up for yourself or maybe your other girlfriends have to, but there's other guys. And it's like, why aren't you telling your friend that he's in the wrong? Why is that, you know, they they don't call each other out like that. Mm -hmm. It's also, and going back to the African culture, I remember in situations where it was like, oh, I got into a fight with this girl or this girl's mad at me or something. Tell her brother to come talk to me. Tell her dad to come talk to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, why can't we talk one-on-one? Like, why Mm -hmm. are you putting these women at, like, such a low pedestal? Mm -hmm. It's, um... Or you think that, you know, you have to get a guy involved in order to protect yourself from something, you know, and you'll ask a guy, can you drive me home or walk me home? I'm scared of this other guy. It's like we're never put in that position. And so I think the onus, I do think that guys, and I've seen guys that have been able to have these heartfelt discussions with me alone, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been really great that they're able to have those conversations with me and ask questions mm-hmm. but then when they're around their other guys it's like they're not willing to have that conversation and it does suck because it's like damn it's it's even our job to educate them it almost feels like that time when lady gaga asked black people what should white people do <sighs> it's like it's like okay so it's it almost feels like men are saying oh women what should we do and it's like i know you're not that stupid you guys can and have these your, discussions this this issue is predominantly being committed by men so why do we have to find the solutions exactly um it's it's crazy uh, but i i also want to say like do you think that there is onus on women where consent is concerned there's onus on women to be their own agency as well so if you know i'll give you an example for example um the the case of ansari the comedian yes um where <sighs> so in the in the thing that she wrote, I can't remember if it was an article or an essay, but at one point she says, a lot of the the things she was saying, she said, oh, he implied or it was implied. There was a lot of like situations where she felt like he should have read her. Mm -hmm. He should have, he should have known, you know, she felt he suggested a wine and she was like, well, he shouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. I felt pressured. But then how was he supposed to know that you felt that way? And in even in her interviews, it was, it just, there was never, if, if it's there and I'm wrong, 
But there was never a point where she actually says he did this. For me, what I understood is she expected him to read the room type of situations. Right. And do you think then as women, we have to... Like, we, we got to do better with that. Like, there's... Why... The the idea that we're a man is supposed to understand what we're implying, that can be dangerous territory. Right. For sure. Um, I think there's two ways of, of looking at it. In that situation, what was interesting is, like, and I, I saw so many commentary online that was, like, it was a bad date. Like, don't loop this into all of the sexual assault claims because it was this he's forced you. And if you remember from that essay, she said, I think a day later, she texted Aziz Ansari being like, you know, that night wasn't good. Like, I'm I'm really embarrassed. I didn't want to do all of that. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, he I did, read yeah, he apologized. Like, it was like, like, he did not see that. So I don't think it was in that story. I felt like people online were, were looking so much to find a villain in the story. Was it mm-hmm. the woman? Was it Aziz? I'm sorry and really they both just didn't communicate with each other yeah. they both they both like made mistakes and errors and hopefully both learned from that but mm-hmm. it's not like there has to be an evil villain of it and maybe because exactly. we're in such the culture of Harvey Weinstein that we are waiting to always find a bad guy but, it, but mm-hmm. that's not where all the stories come from sometimes we have miscommunications and there's not that open communication mm-hmm. and I feel like if you're getting sexual with someone hopefully you can have that transparency Right. But along with that, Mm -hmm. yes, I agree that we need to have our own agency and and be our our own greatest asset in advocacy Mm -hmm. to say no or I only want to go this far or this is what's happening and kind of know what we're what we're saying yes to and Mm -hmm. checking in with ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. But because I think of past trauma and years and years of patriarchy, it is very difficult for women to find that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that there is that, um, it's almost like you said, like now you just want to be straight up about it and be like, come to your house to do what? Mm-hmm. And that's you. But there's some women that are just not there yet. And so hopefully you would hope that everybody can find their own agency and be able to say no means no and yes means yes. Right. But unfortunately, we're just not, not everybody is there yet. In a perfect world, we would all be able to all be our own advocates in that avenue. But, okay, so, yes, I agree. So then where does that... Because the truth is, in the world, we don't live in a perfect world, like you said. There there are going to be people that will take advantage of you in anything, whether we're having Absolutely. a conversation about consent, whether we're having a conversation about mental health, immigration. There, at, at some point unfortunately you have to decide to be clear about what it is that you want i think it's very dangerous and with the aziz ansari um situation he did come out after and say he should have been more he should have asked questions he should have you know he should have checked in with her type of situation um but in situations where you're expecting a man to know by by reading the room, I think I think that 
yeah. that gets complicated. It gets. I think everybody should communicate. Like, there's no. It's almost like to in order to diet, you gotta eat properly. There's no mm-hmm. if buts and about it. Like, you just yeah. Communication has to be key. So, with that being said, what do you think is the solution here? You know, in in talking about women that maybe aren't like myself who will literally be like why be clear what do you want from me what are your intentions for women who are not like that what do you think the solution is i mean the solution is we all we all have to learn how to be our own agency and to be our Mm -hmm. own advocate of course Mm -hmm. um but always checking in with yourself i think like just like little practical advice is like oh just one second let me go to the bathroom and splash some water on your face and really just look at yourself and think about it Mm -hmm. and what is what is going on and and what you're thinking of there's also going to be situations where people do feel like while they're in this moment am i allowed to say no like something could just happen to me and they they tend to like i'm an overthinker so then you start to think like down the line like oh this guy could just kill me right now like Mm -hmm. and so you have to like just take a moment take some space to breathe think about what you really want and do what you need to do whether if you think it's awkward or not you know run out of there if you have to say no this isn't gonna work Mm -hmm. um whatever it is i mean the thing that i think that's great about what that woman did is that she did text him the next day Mm -hmm. you know even though what's done was done she was like listen i wasn't comfortable with that and i want to let you know mm-hmm. that that was clear and he responded respectfully and i think that that was in in that mm-hmm. way that was actually her being her own agent mm-hmm. you know she couldn't in the moment but afterwards did say like this was not okay this is how i felt about it and they got to have that discussion and so i think whatever process that is i don't think solution is necessarily the right word because we all are different people so we're all Mm -hmm. gonna find it within our personalities but i think we need to have open conversations with each other with our peers just with our friends Mm -hmm. um with the person we're seeing but again i want to be realistic that there can be situations where you meet somebody at a bar Mm -hmm. and then go home with them you know 20 minutes later so you're probably not gonna have a heartfelt conversation with them but um yeah, I mean, I and I'm definitely not the end-all, be-all, and the Einstein of all this, but it's it's common conversations that and we it's have complicated. to have. And it's complicated. It's, it's it's definitely complicated, and it's not so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody wants. Well, most people, I don't want you to feel, you know, icky after an encounter, and so constantly having those conversations. And this is coming from someone who loves to talk so I get it there's some people that don't like to talk that much um so you know Mm -hmm. they're probably like this girl is saying so much about talking and communicating yeah and not everybody's like that and I get but we have to we have to have that open communication and have those um, absolutely those cues and those things to be straight up because like you did say it could even be as easy as someone jerking away from you Mm -hmm. and for you you're like they should notice that I pushed away and be like are you okay yes say if it's someone that's living with Asperger's or autism maybe Mm -hmm. they don't notice things like that you know what I mean so you can't necessarily always have to say that this person is going to get the hint Absolutely. And and that is literally what I'm saying. The idea of he should have got, yes, if, you know, for example, if, if I go on a date, 
right? So assume I'm just like this shy girl. And I go on a date and the guy says, do you want to come over? And let's say I'm a people pleaser. And I'm just like, oh, okay, like, all right. And then I go to your house and then you're trying to kiss me, but I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. like I'm moving away from you. Yeah. I think in that, in, in that instance, you should be able to be like, she is uncomfortable let, even if it's even if you're even if you're reading it wrong and you know say say i'm just shy that's how that's how i be you should still be i think it's safer to just say you know what what's going on are you okay are you good should i continue you're acting kind of weird what's going on are you good always do a check-in just to make sure um, yeah you always need to check it and there could be situations that i i get very awkward when i'm like in love or have like a crush so i might like laugh when you come in to kiss me but it's like in a cute way like i'm like oh, you know, kiss me okay exactly okay. i better make sure my breast smells good it's like just check in about that because it's like check are, they, are they flirting and just like having a little laugh where you're just like very nervous exactly just very nervous or Absolutely. is this something where you are uncomfortable and so checking in but it has to be a two-way conversation because mm-hmm. sometimes guys won't check in with that and they have no personality because at that point and and that's why you have to check in with like even as a woman you have Mm -hmm. to see what that man's intentions are if the intentions are sex and your intentions are sex as well then then that's fine but if your intention is not to have sex at that very moment which i find a lot of guys that's what they're looking for a lot of the time especially depending on you know, if if you say something like, oh, let's go over to my place. Most men literally think she wants to have sex with me. So you need to, of course, as a man, you have to check in. But even, even you as the woman say that's not what you want. You need to check in and be like, hey, you know, what's, what's, what are you doing? What's going on? What, what are your intentions? What do you want? And then you can, if he says, oh, I thought we're going to, you know, go home and have sex then you can oh i thought we we're gonna have sex right this minute you then you can say no that's not what i'm that's not what i'm about it that's not what i want or maybe yeah. i just want to give you a blow job and be on my way whatever it is i think unfortunately you're right the constant communication is i think when it comes to consent there's there isn't one way to look at this situation but both parties have to be in constant uh, communication with each other. I'll yeah. I'll give you an ex- another example that I heard on a podcast. This guy, he said, sh- the woman was like, let's go shower together. And he said, oh, uh, let's, let's shower together. So you, of course, he's like, oh, she wants to have sex. She said, yeah. let's go shower together. So they go, they shower together. And then she comes out of the shower and he's like, uh-uh, what? <laughs> where, where did you go? What do you mean? So then he's like, okay, you know what? When we get to the bedroom. So they go to the bedroom and she's like, okay, just let's cuddle. And like, he was horrified. He was like, wait, what? What the hell? You just, and he, you know, he was saying like he was hot and heavy, but he had to um respect her because yeah and then the the girl who was in the podcast was like 
um well that's the problem you assumed that by her asking you to shower with her yeah she wanted to have sex had you not assumed that then you know we wouldn't like you wouldn't have been feeling like you know weird and like oh shit i missed out kind of thing so i think making assumptions is dangerous and also and also like assuming that someone's going to read your mind is also extremely dangerous and i think both parties have a they have a role to play yeah, they have a role thing. to play and they have a duty and it's not even a duty to, yes, it's a duty to each other, but it's also a duty to like yourself. To yourself. Like respect yourself, what you want, what you're <clears> hoping <throat> to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, they have that duty to just respect themselves and to respect what each other's wants are and you can give your social cues in certain ways or be clear in a certain way, you know, don't care what I think sometimes we're too focused on being looked at as cool or something because I know a lot of women that would be like oh I can't text him be like oh come to your house for what I don't want him to think like I'm thinking he wants to get in my pants and all that it's so much overthinking but it's like no you gotta but you gotta do what you gotta do for you exactly what's gonna make you feel comfortable you know that he's like oh just come over to chill like whatever happens happens like no pressure at least you're more comfortable with that because then at the end of the day and I'm the type of person if I don't ask that question then I'm not just going I'm just gonna be like, no, it's not gonna work completely. I'm just yeah, like, we'll literally. cut everything. But it's like, what? we could have just had a conversation. I could have just asked you about that. Right. And the yeah. point is, the point is, you can, you, you're allowed to have your reasons why you want open communication. Why you're, it doesn't have to be one reason. Like for me, the reason I ask those questions when men request me to go to their homes, it, it's because I, I want written evidence written proof you know yeah. that's that's just me i, I want the police yeah. to, when we are in courts i'll be like you see i have all the receipts he said but, and he that's, wants so, and us that's to- understandable that you can say oh just come over to chill we'll watch a movie and then you can go over you guys can have a blast together mm-hmm. and be so horny by the end of the night and stay over and have sex with them like that's okay too it doesn't right. have to be and it doesn't you know, have you don't have to be like me where it's like it's either this or that Right, yes. I have been because of my experiences with men, I have had to sort of become that person where it's like it's either it's clear or it's yeah. it's not happening. You right. either let me know like I'm um, explain to me like I'm two years old or it's not happening. Right. But that doesn't have to be your life. You can literally go over there and decide, oh, this guy is actually pretty cool or he looks so good or whatever. Yeah. But there isn't one way of looking at this situation. But what is There's clear is that communication has to be at the center of it all. I think that's Absolutely. I think really that's the only thing. Yeah. Um I wanna talk about to- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to say you have to keep in mind that there's going to be things that you want, but you have to keep in mind what does the other person want. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really comes down to consent. Because you can give yourself all the consent in the world, mm-hmm. but is that person giving you consent or are you just imagining it in your mind? Right. Yeah. This is why I say, like, y'all got to be clear with each other, but people are like, Jay, you're too extreme. <laughs> like, I'm like, let's be concise, you know? <laughs> Like me, I love, like, I haven't met him yet. I don't think he's born yet. But I love the idea of a man being like, Jane, 
after jackasters me what i want <laughs> is to go to my house and have sex then i'll be like oh actually that's not who i am maybe i'll have sex with you in like let's let's give it some time he's like oh okay cool actually i can't wait that long so <laughs> you know what that's cute and everything yes. but i was hoping to have sex today so let's just have dinner and finish and done can you imagine how amazing relationships would be if we were concise and clear yeah. But, but love, love, sex, relationships are messy. Yeah. I wish they could be as easy as your script, but they're messy <laughs> as well. <laughs> it is a script, you're right. Yeah. Um, so given that you have social media and communications experience, I want to talk about media. Do you think that the media has had, has had a, a big negative effect on or positive effect on how consent has been perceived in society or do you think both in terms of like the impact on how consent is like you know the way that we we think of it because i think mainstream media has a lot to do with it in For how sure. we perceive a lot of things you know so what what do you think i think there was a movie that I watched when I was like what 15 called Match Point mm. and these two people that are in relationships with other people meet in like a forest and the girl's like we shouldn't be here like what are you doing and he kisses her and she's like no no like we're gonna get in so much trouble and he kisses her again and eventually they end up having sex in the forest mm -hmm. and I later found out that this movie was directed by Woody Allen that was the last movie that I saw that was by Woody Allen, yes. um, which I did wonder why is there only white people in there, but I did realize Woody Allen is Woody like, Allen. yeah, and he like molested his daughter and all that. And he did. A lot of his films. He married like, his under, stepdaughter. Yes, he married his stepdaughter, but he molested his other daughter and he has, oh, um, like all of his films have like this weird thing with like the girls and the men, like it's always older men with the young girl and weirds, but yeah, that, that just goes on to a thing. I did not but I remember that. watching it and I was like, oh, that's the way it goes. Like, even though she's saying no, he sees in her eyes, she's saying yes. And like, they're still in the forest. And now oh watching God, back, yes. I'm like, she repeatedly was like, no. Or like, yes. what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. it's like, and then you just like wanted to like get her hornier and like force her to have sex. And yes, it wasn't this full blown rape, but it was. She said no repeatedly. Kind of, it wasn't consensual, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we do see that in media or certain TV shows where it's like, oh, but I can't. Then they force the kiss and that's supposed to be looked at as romantic. Yes. Like, I can't, but like... That's not attractive to me. Like I want, I want it to be like hitch. Like you come in eighty percent, I come in twenty percent. Mm. I don't want you to come full to one hundred percent. What mm. the heck? Like I will literally tell you to call my lawyer if you come mm -hmm. all the way in. Yeah, but it is, and that's where I, I don't think in in mainstream media that we are there yet. I think no. that we're still looked at as a, yes, be the dominant and force that person to kiss. And actually, that can go both ways because. Um, there's situations where a girl will just jump and kiss a guy mm -hmm. like in the middle of a damn thing and it's like um or if he has a girlfriend you know then you see in the movie that she runs up to him and just plants a big kiss on him yeah oh like, that is um that's sexual harassment i yeah. think he, he's not 
into that. Or she like, um, you know, these like sexy, like seductress thrillers where she just goes to his office and grabs his balls and yes. it's like this whole sexy person but it's like no girl that you you shouldn't grab a man's penis anyway yes or you have and there's the show i think it's the movie obsessed or a movie similar to obsessed yeah when they're like in the bathroom and stuff and he's like no i can't be doing this my wife and all that shit oh please just just calm down just calm down and proceeds to like unzip his pants and mm-hmm. all that and i'm like that is not that like, is not okay that is not cute. That's not and okay. It, but it's, it's like when you see the scenes, they're they're steamy. They're yes, you know they're they're steamy. They look sexual, sexy, um, yeah. And then it is turned to the guy like, oh, then you cheated on your wife and all that. But it's also mm-hmm. looking okay. Did he say no? Like he why said did no this multiple woman times. Not respect that exactly. Yes. And we're looking. And something that's interesting is in two thousand and one or two thousand two. Halle Berry won her Oscar. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, she was presenting the best male actor mm-hmm. to Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. So he wins the Oscar. She announces his name and he goes up there and starts making out with her. I don't know Ooh. if you've seen this, but I, I will send you the clip. And he starts like making out with her and you could see like they kiss. And then he says on the thing, he's like, I bet you're not, a, you weren't expecting that. Like when you said you're going to present. Ooh. And she like wipes her mouth and is like shocked. And it's like funny. Like they all like everybody in the Oscars like laughs at it and all that. It's funny. And I think even down the line. And I think just like last year, it started coming up on Twitter that it was like, yo, this was sexual harassment. You can't just grab a woman after you win it. Like because she's announcing the award to you she's not guaranteeing that she's gonna kiss you and all that and that it's is like so imagine weird. she's just presenting an award to you it was like. so weird you don't know if she's married you don't know any of that like you guys it was just and i get like and he was like and the thing was that back then and they would say like adrian brody was so happy to win an oscar and all oh, that by putting your tongue in my mouth but it's like so you just because you're so excited and all that you just jump and kiss someone it's, and that could never happen now. Like, imagine if um, Joaquin Phoenix or Brad Pitt just grabbed Emma Stone or Viola Davis and just started making out with them. We oh, would riot. We'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> like, I think in just little things, it's like, what? And it's and then I think people also think that that's a funny way. Like, at the Golden Globes, like, four years ago, Jennifer Lopez and Jeremy Renner presented an award together. And they're just like, oh, we're here to present the Golden Globe to this. And Jeremy goes, yeah, but there's other two Golden Globes because she had a dress that had her boob, like, her cleavage showing. Mm-hmm. And she, like, rolls her eyes and kind of laughs. But it's also, like, she just wanted to be part of the joke. Because if she turns and acts angry at him, then it's like everybody else might think that she's like this prude. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why would you make a joke about, oh, Golden Globes or breasts and all that? Jeremy, you can just present the award. You don't have yes. to make a joke about, yeah, her breasts and all that. So it's, mm-hmm. what does that look like? You know what I mean? And so I don't think that we're very clear on that yet in mainstream media. No. Um, there has to be levels that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it is coming in in different tv shows and movies and we see that different level i think that there's definitely talk about it i think Mm -hmm. now when you go on to twitter you do see those different conversations about it Mm -hmm. i just don't think that it's like in the regular like you if you weren't on twitter i don't think people would be seeing those messaging so you think like in some ways the conversation has moved forward but in in a lot of ways we have a long way to go yeah 
Um, we have a long way. I think, like, it's clear that there's an actress, a Disney Channel girl, Bella Thorne. Yes. Who, yes, who is very interesting and eclectic and not my cup of tea, but, like, I don't mind her. Mm-hmm. She had nude photos leak, mm-hmm. and I remember Whoopi Goldberg on The View said, if you don't want your nude photos to get leaked, don't oh, take God. nude photos. You know, don't send them Whoopi's to Whoopi's problematic. She's problematic, and then it was interesting because she cried on social media and all that. And again, like I just said, if anything, I'm a bigger fan, like work wise, of Whoopi Goldberg's than Bella Thorne's. Mm-hmm. But I completely disown what Whoopi said mm-hmm. because if I give you, if I take pictures and send my naked pictures to Jane, mm-hmm. I just want Jane to see them. I exactly. want Jane to be like, yo, yo, yes, that's like that's my girl up there. If Jane goes and shares that with the world. Yeah, you didn't what get, the- like, if I wanted to, if you wanted to share them with your Instagram or the world, you would have done that yourself, but you'd sent them exactly. to me, particularly. To you specifically. Mm-hmm. I didn't give everybody in the world consent to look at my naked photos, to mm-hmm. look at any photos. Like, that's not, that's not what it is. I mean, it's even people that start, that they're now on OnlyFans. They're taking mm-hmm. those sexy photos or videos for people to pay for it. They don't mm-hmm. want it free on Twitter. It's only mm-hmm. for the people that have paid for it. So that was so ridiculous that Whoopi said that, but it's also like, that's not, if I send my naked photos to one person i'm giving that specific person consent to view the photos i'm not Mm -hmm. giving that person consent to share the photos i'm not giving everybody else consent to view the photos Mm -hmm. and so that's where i think that we're kind of like okay one little grain of consent amounts to everything and that's yes and oh that that was said so beautifully it is this idea that the moment we we literally expect that you know once a woman makes a decision like you know it's it's end all and be all you yes, know and she exactly. didn't she did not she didn't tell you to send her nudes everywhere i'm sure if mm-hmm. she did she would have literally done that herself i think i think you're right in mainstream media especially when it comes to to hollywood one thing that that why i stopped watching rom-coms is because of this whole thing of, you know, a woman is powerless to give consent and, you know, her consent means nothing because at the end of the day, you know, the guy has intentions to fall in love with her. Like, it's always this thing of, like, his intention was he was always in love with her and it's it's romantic to, to creepingly chase yeah. after a woman. Like, that has never been appealing to me if you in any way like if and or if if you look at films that we've grown up lo- loving uh like the notebook or uh a walk to remember like that guy was an ass he was such an asshole and the fact that <sighs> that movie like when i think about it now i'm like what the hell you know or even um what is that movie? The Vow. So The Vow was irritating to me. I know it's a true story. But like, the, if she didn't remember you anymore and she didn't want to see you anymore, why didn't you leave her alone? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you just, like, why was it romantic that you, you, you harassed her basically until she remembered who you were? Like that? Yeah. I, I mean... <sighs> 
we have a long way to go in media. And the other thing is we have branded all the movements as the Me Too movement times up as women movements. The media has sort of concocted this idea that as long as it's kind of like how white people call universal care in white white Americans, white racist Americans call universal care Obamacare. Yeah. To to sort of be like, oh, that's black people care. So that white people be like, oh, that's bullshit. We don't want that. But really, right. it's literally universal care. Right. You know, and I think that because we continue to make consent a woman's issue in me in mainstream media, then I don't know what we're, we're, we're going to have a hard time getting far enough, <laughs> really, Absolutely. or as far as we we need to go. Um, I want to talk about another thing, though, in, in terms of media, racism. We can't okay. talk about, we cannot have an episode of Black Queen's Republic without discussing racism. Yeah. Racism, black hate is a global thing, as you know. Um, the, so the Howard Weinstein situation started... Harvey. Harvey, sorry, (laughs) Harvey Weinstein. Um, So the first person I think that started saying me too was the girl from Charmed. I forget her name. Rose Uh, McGowan. Is that her name? Yeah. Oh wow. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's. I remember seeing her tweet first. Yeah. And then at the end of it, she put hashtag me too. Um. Then. I believe Lindsay Lohan tried to defend Harvey Weinstein when Lupita Nyong'o came forward and said she had ha- she had been I don't know if she used the word sexually assaulted or sexually harassed. I'm not sure the Yeah. The... I think it was harassed. Okay. So so yeah. the moment Lupita Nyong'o came out not only did Howard was Harvey Harvey was quiet the whole time until Lupita was came out and then he's like oh I, I didn't do shit <laughs> and then that's when Lindsay Lohan came out and also d- basically defended Harvey um do you think that there's a way that white women are afforded the ability to talk about their experiences with sexual harassment and sexual assault as opposed to black women absolutely and there's a there's many reasons mm-hmm. one racism is well, <laughs> that all stems from the racism one is because black women are looked at as tough and i don't know apes and like bitches that we could always stick up for ourselves so Mm -hmm. it's like how are you like delicate and we're able to like why didn't you tell him off why didn't you snap your fingers like him and tell him oh hell no you know they Mm -hmm. think that that's how we talk Mm -hmm. um and then two it's uh it's this thing of like sometimes white women are they don't think black women are attractive so maybe they're like, what? Like, Why would Harvey look at you? You're not even, you're a black bitch. He wouldn't hit on you. 
mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, and then there's that other thing of like what the perfect victim um, looks like. You know, mm-hmm. even with the Me Too movement, you saw a lot of women of color being pushed aside yes. um, and white women being the face of it, skinny white women being the face of it, mm-hmm. um, and black women. And yet, a black time. woman actually started. Yes, the, the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement. The of it six and years before you know bef- everything took off. And the thing is, when you there was an this pissed me off so badly when they put Taylor Swift as yeah. the cover on Time magazine and titled the page Me Too. I was horrified. I'm like. Taylor Swift did not start this movement. I know that you people hate black people so bad, but did you have to make the title a title that was created by a black woman years right. before? Right. I was, and you put Taylor Swift at the fucking Taylor Swift of all people at the front line yeah. of this fucking movement. It's ridiculous. Well, and what was interesting about that, and, and not to judge Taylor Swift in a way, but. I remember the the title or subheading of the Time magazine was The Silence Breakers. And I feel like Taylor Swift was silenced for for such a long time and benefited from white privilege so much and benefited from not sticking up for vulnerable populations. Mm -hmm. So that was very interesting because I was like, oh, like, wasn't she silent for all these years? But, um, and then that... That, you know, stems from, you know, the reason why it, it's taking us so long to get R. Kelly. Um, even though now he's in jail, he still technically hasn't been found guilty um, mm-hmm. because all his victims were black women. Yeah. And, people just and I think care. that he understood that. Yeah, he understood that, and people just didn't care and thought that, oh, okay, they'll, they're fine, they'll fend for themselves, so we don't care if he takes them up. He's probably, you know, Kelly's probably helped them, if anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... Um, you want it, you, where were, the, then we, when the conversations start with black women being sexually har- harassed or assaulted, then yeah. you start to hear questions in the media, like, where were the parents what was this where was that and where was the other we always want to sort of dissect black women right through their intestines like when we're having this and and it's like it is racism but it's also like a sickening yeah thing that i just don't understand what is it's it's a racism mixed with sexism because something that I find is very interesting is all these black guys that are being like, oh, free Bill Cosby because Harvey Weinstein is still free and all that, free Bill Cosby. But I'm like, if you want to talk about racism and sticking up for all that, why aren't you defending all these uh, black girls that R. Kelly has abused? Mm-hmm. But yet they're still playing R. Kelly in their clubs. They're still Absolutely. saying, don't ban, don't ban R. Kelly from Spotify and all that. You know, he needs to feed his kids. So I'm like, mm-hmm. so it's not even about the color. It's just about you still pursuing that that patriarchy. What was mm-hmm. interesting about Rose McGowan is then she was able to turn it around and kind of be like, oh, stop bullying me and all that, because I'm not sure exactly what she said, but it was something about... Um, you know how women say being called the bitch is the same... Uh, being called a bitch is like the equal of being called an N-word. Oh, God. Nigga. So Rose yeah. McGowan said something about that and got blasted on Twitter because uh, yeah. so many black women were like... I'm then both. what are we? Yeah, I've been called both. 
like you believe it or not and then she kind of did oh yeah yeah i'm sorry or you know Bet Midler did some, the same thing, yeah. Yes, yeah. Bet Midler did that, and <sighs> um, and so that's where it's so interesting because fragile white women do make, I guess, better victims than yeah black women, um, dark skin women. You know, with hard skin, we're not looked at as attractive, or mm-hmm. we're not looked at as someone could be victims. You and should so be so lucky, you, type of thing. Yeah. And, or you have to look at also like, and that's why it's so interesting with like when you do the women's marches and all that, or you're doing mm-hmm. the Times Up movements, it is saying like, white women, you have some obligation because you even get even closer into the rooms than we do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have to have that definition. And you have to acknowledge her. that there is a discrepancy. And, and what, what pissed me off particularly about Taylor Swift is that she's constantly benefiting from from this like she benefited from being on time magazine as the me too hero but refuses to acknowledge that first of all it was started by a black woman and secondly there is a clear discrepancy compared to white women she just took the that, that is what irritates the shit out of me about Taylor right. Swift is that she's willing to eat up I wouldn't be surprised if she was like a white supremacist because <laughs> she literally just will take 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 and is like by by the way fuck you guys fuck you blacks I don't I don't give a shit you know no, what what was killing her to come and even refuse be like guys don't put this headline yeah or put Teronda Burke her, but just yeah I, I will be, in, be I'll in be in the magazine or I will have this conversation with Teronda Burke like that that was for me that the time I realized that she's like a real earth demon of a person <laughs> like cannot stand her at all um so yeah no absolutely I think I think black women are disenfranchised in that way in in everything and i think that we're unfortunately we're at the bottom of the food chain absolutely and it's black and, people in general black women are looked at and, and it, it is hard to have these conversations with um white women because then you're looked i feel like if you turn it around to white women be like well not only like am i dealing with sexism but i'm dealing with racism and all that the white woman will cry and I'm like oh my god like I can't now you're gonna make yourself like this like it's like weird like white women can cry on you and then when that when that white um Ed Burke, I I, I would have to check his name, Ed Burke, he donates to all these Democrats and all that, rich and all that, and I think there was like two black boys that were found dead in his place, like different times, yeah, that like had meth and all that, and I was like, how is this guy not in jail? These Mm -hmm. were two young black guys, like 19, 20, Mm -hmm. and this is like a 50-year-old man who's like, and I'm just like... Do we, so we don't care about these young And there's evidence to show yeah, there was that evidence, the boys so actually wrote them. letters that said, like, this guy's going to kill me. But just, you know, let a guy say something about Michael Jackson 30 mm-hmm. years later, let a little white, uh, well, white man, but he was a white boy back then, and we just now know Michael Jackson's guilty. But mm-hmm. how are we literally finding in real time these dead black boys in Ed's damn mansion mm-hmm. and nothing is happening? Like, mm-hmm. it's just very 
strange. And this is not me staking up for Michael Jackson. He's dead and whatever happened, happened. I can't say what what it is because I'm an outsider for that. But it's like, where is that? Is, is this a thing where we're talking about white boys versus black boys? Because I don't understand why aren't we doing anything presently about it? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think definitely it comes down to black people are generally not valued and i think that the media so mainstream media does a really big job in boosting that message because when you look at the western world it is white influenced predominantly absolutely Absolutely. and so we we continue to tell black people that they don't matter that they ain't shit and i think that that then translates into black men treating black women that they ain't shit and defending abusers like Bill Cosby, like like R. Yeah. Kelly and, and, and all. They have this great catalog and things like that. But I think that the issue then is black men find it so easy to degrade, to not give a fuck about black women because that that's the only people they feel power like the only time black men feel superior is when they're treating black women like shit. They don't feel that power when they're around white women. They don't feel that power when they're around white men. And so what's the next thing to degrade? It's a black woman. And I think that's also a point that we we have to have these conversations as well. But unfortunately, it's like even within women, why black women keep fighting each other is because when they go to black men, they don't have power. So what's the easiest thing to do? Fight a fellow black woman. Yeah, they don't have power. And it's also like, is if I tell this black man that, yeah, your friend did this to me, is he going to call his friend out? Or is he going to call me a whore? Just mm-hmm. stick up for his friend and all mm-hmm. that. It's like they're not calling each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so... If that feels like for black women that everybody is against us you know the black exactly. men are not going to protect us they're the ones you know hitting us or assaulting us and then mm-hmm. the white women are just like gonna not understand us and make it about them right as they do oh. um, and the white men, the white men are just useless and, and so of it's course. just like yeah you're up in this corner and um it is such a shame because you know if you see black women that are already in tough situations mm-hmm. it is very hard for them to and move I think- forward or to say no what is really sad for me i think the saddest thing for me has been watching black women uh defend black men who continue to assault their fellow black women when i see black women insulting trans women and telling them that they're not part of society that they as a black woman and you understand what it is to be at the bottom of the barrel how can you then look at a trans woman and say a trans black woman yeah you know, it's crazy. There's a crazy statistic that I read that, you know, three, is it three to four trans women are murdered daily, black women, yeah, on a daily basis. And we can, we can have a conversation. There are some black women who will be like, oh, of course they should get jobs. Of course they should do this. And of course, but, you know, but like, you're not actually, you're still a man. You know, we still have those inner, uh, like those inner hateful, I don't even know what they're called, but 
I think that has been that has been the most difficult thing for me is seeing yeah. that black women tend to be a huge part of the problem Absolutely. defending rapists <laughs> defending oh well Bill Cosby was the only man I looked up to that is Dr. Huxtable first of all yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is not you didn't look up and it's amazing to me that black men are willing to die on the Bill Cosby mountain because he <laughs> spent his career dissing each and every one of you calling yeah, y'all exactly. shit telling y'all you need to pull up your pants y'all are bullshit y'all ain't shit y'all are disgusting he spent his career doing that but snoop dogg will die on that hill you know well, that's what's so amazing because then i'm like okay they get they get we almost get trapped into this trauma because listen oh. and you could not tell me camille cosby wasn't gonna divorce bill cosby always in jail spend all his money the fact that she wrote a letter to the judge and the jury saying like oh how dare you put my husband in jail oh. all that i'm like he would cheat on even i would be so happy if my husband who was an assaulter and all that got put in jail let me tell you i would be so happy i would be laughing all the way to the bank but maybe it's also that used to we love we we love ourselves and we, we have to admit she's now been so harbored into all yeah. that trauma and stuff that she's mm-hmm. become like a coon for him you can't you cannot catch mm-hmm. me defending mm-hmm. a man a black a man, man a rapist oh. and then just still defending him even when he's in jail and all that oh please I and the, he talked the I thing that annoys me is Bill Cosby talked about it. He didn't hide the fact that he was a rapist. He and this didn't... woman still went to court with him and everything. Oh. You would see me on the beach with a 35-year-old Let me tell Raul, you. A 35-year-old in Costa Rica spending money. Me and Jorge would be <laughs> on a beach somewhere like, having a grand that. old time. Bitch. Yeah, and, oh I know, and then at the end of the day, I mean, look, he, he admitted to not only did he admit cheating on you, but to giving the woman the quaaludes and all that. They just end up embarrassing us in the yeah. end. And you end like, up looking like a cocoon. Consent, but it's like Gabrielle Union sticking up for Terry Crews and then Terry Crews not sticking up for her. It's like we yeah. always have their back and then they yeah. just they just fail us. And I'm not Absolutely. saying treat these black men like shit, but like, you know, protect yourself at the end because don't expect them to turn around and protect you. At the end of the day, and this happens all the time, Terry Crews literally, after black women, after black women road for him and like we're like oh my gosh we hear you we support you we're here while black men were being like you stupid ass bitch you should have you should have slapped the shit out like black women were there for him and i then he tweeted well i don't blame black men if i was if i had never been if that had never happened to me i would be doing the same thing anyways i was like terry have you and then he doubled down and said i don't have to defend no black women i the only black woman i owe is rebecca so fuck y'all bitches that's basically what he said <laughs> yeah. yeah basically and fuck just, you to gabrielle just, union yeah and that's just a reminder is like and he even said like he's like i don't owe my mother that i don't owe my daughters that and people I are like just, damn even your daughter even your, like, da- yeah, even your that's, mom that's a black man. yeah that's, that's, okay 
like I and was that's so where horrified. it just comes into and I'm not saying black women need to fully hate on black men and all that but it's don't expect them to be at the picket line with you at the end at the end of the day these black men are not gonna be there no. you we have to and I wish we could realize and band together because the power that is black women is amazing mm-hmm. Um, but as long as we keep waiting for black men to do shit, because trust me, they don't give a fuck. Like th- th- at the end of the day, like and black men look out for themselves. So I don't know what is yeah. stopping black women from looking out for themselves. Right. I don't know. And I see. I remember when uh, this reminds me of when on the Breakfast Club when. What's her name? K. Michelle was screaming at yeah at Angela Yee and Charlemagne and MV were just like oh like they didn't defend her at all didn't come out and even after didn't say shit but the amount of times that Angela Yee rides for those bitches. All yeah. the time, or the time when Gucci Mane was on the Breakfast Club and was saying, "Yeah, Angela wanted me and all that." Not only did Charlamagne and Envy just stay quiet, they were also they were like almost backing up Gucci Mane. Charlamagne said, "Oh, I've never known Gucci to lie. I've never known Gucci to lie." Can you imagine? But oh, Angela wow. Yee will die on that shot. Oh, guys, Envy was just mad, and that's why. Yeah. And oh my god, and it's like, why are y'all black women? determined to defend these black men to death even when they're being so shitty to you that is exactly what i don't have time for but this this is a conversation that is for a a whole different episode um the last question i want to ask is in terms of consent where do you think this conversation needs to go in order to make to be impactful and be meaningful I think we need to have, that's a good, I'm seeing little, um, like avenues with, when we talk about consent, I was in a situation, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a long story that I can't get into, but I was in a situation where somebody then did say, oh, um, then that would have been consensual. And the judge, because yes, it went to court and all that, said this was one of the defense that is consensual, but I'm knocking down that defense because it can't possibly be consensual because of the situation, Mm -hmm. because that person was an employer and I was a client. Mm -hmm. And so I do, like, I am glad that we're in those throes of having those conversations about when somebody can take advantage and you can't just always say something's consensual just because it happened mm-hmm. there's situations where you can't like consent is just completely null and void yeah. you know um and so we are having those conversations but we need to more so talk to each other talk to our partners talk to our sexual partners mm-hmm. about what does this mean it is something going too far and even after the fact if it's something that you regret later on um what could i have done differently but also mm-hmm. letting that person know that hey you know for the for the next girl or the next thing maybe you want to take this down a different path Mm. and um, not judging each other because I think I still remember you saying that story where you said oh you know I told my friends and they said why did you let him come to your house Mm -hmm. like I'm just gonna say like I always have people over at my house like and that's Mm -hmm. and I have many friends that are guys and it's been nothing more Mm -hmm. um 
so you know first when a friend is coming to you towards something I think the first thing shouldn't be well what did you do wrong yes. why did you allow that there needs mm-hmm. to be that conversation about oh my god this was totally wrong and you were totally invalidating your feelings and mm-hmm. now how do you want to go forward with that instead mm-hmm. of oh we're always turning it around like we just talked about black <clears throat> a lot of black women have big butts and mm-hmm. it's like just if we put our butts in tight jeans then we're asking for it to be slapped Mm, I'm sorry yeah. it's just my genetics like yeah that's, that, that, that doesn't yeah make sense but then you can say oh why did you wear that I don't know do you want me to wear me. like a puffy skirt just for you bitch yeah. I don't like puffy or skirts like, no, I like it's, it's, jeans it's, it's hella hot outside so yes I wore a bathing suit or why did you wear that because I was going to the beach so I wore a bathing suit like sometimes and why are so we idiotic. even asking those exactly. foolish questions and then you have to defend it and I think that's important because a lot of friends like will even do that to each other and be like Absolutely. oh why did you do that and, and, and not even <clears throat> notice that you are you know almost condemning your friend for the way that they did something and I, it's like no turn around to that guy yeah no I agree and with guys you guys have to do that as well mm-hmm. guys have to call their friends out on stuff like, oh, man. That, that's not right you took advantage of you need her. to call your homies out for, sh- yes. for real for real yeah. um I, and I think you you bring up a good point because charity begins at home, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. you ha- We have to have these conversations <clears throat> within our relatives, within our friends. One thing that um, I used to... The, this is like a good friend of mine. I used to be like, I don't understand why men keep harassing me and like talking to me like... Especially black men. In my experience, mm-hmm. all the disrespect has come from black men. Um and I remember telling, like, confiding in a friend, and she's like, ah, but Jane, what do you expect? You have big boobs, you know? Well, oh, what else? Yeah. Like, duh. Girl, like, you, you got a double D over there. Triple D, like. And it's like, so what do you want me to do? You want me to go and cut off my breasts? Right. To, and and the, the, if that was the case, if the solution to not be sexually harassed assaulted constantly was to wear long things we would all be doing it but the truth is it doesn't do anything then why are women in the middle east constantly being harassed and assaulted by men and why don't women have you know their own agency in those in middle eastern countries like because it doesn't work it's not a thing there's no such thing as the way you dressed the way you did anything and it doesn't matter what time. A rapist at 3 a.m. is a rapist at 10 a.m. It does not matter. Exactly. And it's a, it's a very important, like you said, the way you dress and all that. The only way to give consent is to say yes and say yes throughout. It doesn't change. Yeah. Just because I'm wearing... If I walk out of my house completely naked, that is not giving you consent. Consent to touch me. That, yeah, and it's like not... I've I've actually this is why like I honestly don't have male friends because I've reached the point of like having these conversations and it always turns into well shoulda coulda and I don't I don't I I'm too old I don't have the patience <laughs> yeah and so whoever is willing to let me just say this if you are a strong black woman. And you're willing to have these conversations with 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 black men, by all means. Me, Jane, I have I cannot do it. 
I don't have the I don't have the temperament and I don't have the patience. What I can do is have things like this podcast where you can, <laughs> you know, if you're a black man and you want to learn and look at two things, please. Yes. Black Queens Republic, Spotify, Apple. Me, I've I've realized what about myself is is I'm not willing to argue back and forth about issues that are common sense. Obviously, she has to say yes through out in order for you to have consent and right. i'm not willing to have an argument with you about it yeah. however black women who are listening or women whoever is listening and you're like me i want to educate a black man in my life or a man in my life by go ahead do it um but i think i think you're right but these conversations for sure have to to start within our friends, our mothers, and I think most importantly, we have to raise daughters who understand what consent is. Absolutely. Um, it's something that you know it was never a discussion where I come from. Men that understand what consent is. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, and raising men to respect a woman's right to consent. Yes. And black men, you are. Unfortunately, you are weaponized in the media, <laughs> whether yeah. you like it or not. If she's like, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure, stop. Revisit yeah, tomorrow. Just don't, just, yeah. Honestly, to be safe, revisit. Yep. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth you having the reputation of a rapist. Exactly. It's just not. It's not a good impression. Do you know how many men on, like, in our community have that plastered all over themselves because they didn't respect a woman's right to consent it's not worth it um but yeah no i think what else do you think you know in terms of this conversation has to evolve um I think, I mean, that really covered a lot of it. I think we have to have communication, like, within our friends. I think that guys have to be calling guys out. Um, Mm -hmm. Girls have to, you know, make people feel welcome. We have to, you know, be with friends of opposite sex and stuff, have these open conversations about it. I think you can check in constantly um, in a situation of consent. And, I mean, at the end of the day, we also just have to talk about the times when it's a flat-out no and doesn't have to be, oh, well, that's why I don't do bitches like you or that's why like I I get told all the time if I say no or I'm just like if I'm at a club and I don't want to dance on a guy oh my god you're right you're right did you come for I literally so I'm that type of person who I've even resolved to just not even going out because I'm Um, like first of all I don't dance but I I like the music for example yeah. I like the music in, you know, particularly like African clubs, African events. But I've had to stop going because there's like, oh, you have to dance. You have to do this or dancing is grinding. Like, why? Why do I have to put my ass on your crotch? Right. Why can't I just sit down in peace, have my drink? 
There's too and much. And not, not everybody you want to dance with. Just because I'm a body standing on the dance floor doesn't mean anybody can just come exactly. up to me and play and with on me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they're, oh, then why did you not come here? Oh, see, this is why I don't deal with bitches like you. Oh, we're <sighs> spoiled and all that. And it's yeah. like, why does it, just because I take away, like me taking away consent or saying no to something is not me dissing you, calling you ugly, calling so, yeah. at you. Like you, it does not have to be a big deal. You are making it a big deal than it has to be. And that's a ghost the same way. I can hit on a guy and he can be like, oh, no, I don't like you like that. It's like, please. Mm-hmm. High school Maluba had a crush on everybody. He just looked at me the right, the right <laughs> way. And then you're just like, no, you're not into it. And I can't be like, oh, he's a jerk and all that. It's like, right. it's just not, they took away your consent. And what is the point in forcing something? If something like, I wonder, want like, what do, you, what do you guys gain when you force yourself in any situation, whether it's at the club or even this thing of being like, what I, I always tell guys, no, you can't have my number. Always. I, I've never met a man that I want to give my number to. Yeah. And it's like, but why? Because I don't want. Like, what the fuck? Why do I got to tell you why I don't want your what you What? Right. A number is a personal thing. I don't want. Uh-uh. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know... <sighs> respect women respect respect, respect women, women um totally. in any and and respect looks different for every woman um it does there's no one way so again check in check in check in check in and always always give consent pretend it's like a like a podcast where you need someone's permission to use their likeness like just always pretend that you can't just be running up through people without them saying yes i just watched um shades 50 shades on netflix like before i talked to you and one thing i really loved is they had safe words yes i think i think every relationship should have a safe word yeah whatever it is and not even relationship i think any interaction you have with humans should have safe words absolutely um because it was she she, like at one point he's doing too much he's like red 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 (laughs) you know and he stops he knows to stop right right i think i think we should apply bdsm rules in real life (laughs) To everything. Yeah, to everything. <laughs> red! Red! Oh, yes. Or Meaning it could just be stuff. simple. I mean, if you're having sex with somebody, you can't just jump and, and suddenly handcuff them to the bed. That's a no. lot different than you having sex and then sex with handcuffs. So if mm. you could just say, is this okay? And like, for me, I would not. Ass. If you... First of all, <laughs> I don't like... You know, I'm a black woman. I have lived through racism and sexism i'm paranoid as shit you're not putting handcuffs anywhere near me the idea that i'm not able to escape is horrifying so i will hey, not if, I, if so, I trust you and no. you're like a boy if you're a boyfriend handcuffs i'm fine with i can't do a blindfold i need to see everything i can't i can't just wander in a black no what if he lives in the house and sets it on fire guys already, already i'm an overthinker if you put a blindfold on me i'm making my own movie in my mind about these things exactly no so you see guys me and maluba are very different me i'm like do not put any constraints on me she's like oh you know what i mean there are some 
constraints I like. So <laughs> you need to. I'm okay with. It. <laughs> okay, you I'll see? tell my grandfather not to listen to this. Exactly. So, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. But see, what we're saying, guys, is basically read the room. Yeah, you know you. Everybody's different. Like everybody's if different. Lets you, if Malubo lets you hang off on Monday, don't on Wednesday. Then just assume Jane's gonna let you hang off. Exactly. You don't even assume Maluba will want you to hang off her that evening. You know, ask. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah, the same evening. Exactly. Um, but this is you know for sure consent is a complex issue. I think I think it is a spectrum in a lot of ways, and we have to continue this conversation. Um. We'll, we'll probably have many parts of this uh, moving yeah, forward. Yeah, it's an ongoing conversation. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Thank this you. was thank such a good conversation. Me. So what should people look out for in terms of like what you have coming up and, and stuff like that? I'm glad you asked. I'm mm. working on a podcast right now doing the framework for that. So I will be announcing that in the upcoming weeks. I'm mm. also working on a book. Yes. Um, I don't know when that'll be available. Maybe if I'll self-publish or look for a publishing company. But right now, just keep up to date with me um, on Twitter and Instagram at It's Maluba mm-hmm. and my blog. I'm constantly blogging and doing recent posts. Um, that's maluba.ca. So mm-hmm. definitely keep in touch with that. And you can contact me for bookings and speaking engagements. And we'll see when this whole COVID and quarantine is over. We'll see where I'm at. But right now, I'm currently at home doing what I can from a desk. And should I put your handle? in the description box is that okay yes in the show notes yes yes At, it's maluba maluba.ca this is i'm just saying this is so, so jane remembers this when she yeah it. <laughs> okay yeah, no. thank you so much for having me this was a really great conversation this was really I good i think i think you should come back we had we had some meaningful talk and uh and yeah guys thanks for listening and we will see you next week Bye, everyone. Stay black.